Hey everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Trex in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. It is February 6, 2022, which still seems like an insane date. <laughs> I, I, it's still because of the last two years, I'm going to say. But anyway, and, and this is show 851, and yeah, I we did a show last week with the Patreon folks. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thanks to them for joining me. Really appreciate that, and uh, always you can uh, support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash treksandsci-fi. Uh, but to this week, um, I had this idea, because I was watching this movie about a week ago or so, to do a podcast about uh, what I call, what I'm going to call lower lower budget uh, fantasy films. There are a lot of these on, I'm especially noticing them on Amazon Prime that streaming service. They're, they're on Netflix, of course, too, but I'll try to talk about a few of these. I haven't seen a ton of them, honestly. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens is I, I, I'll i start to watch them, and after 20 minutes, I'm like, yeah, wow, I can't watch this really. But, but anyway, I thought it would be a fun topic. I'll try to look up some lists and things and give you guys some ideas. These can be fun, I think, to watch, just, just sort of amusing a little bit. Some of them try to be very serious, too, you know, these aren't just comedy. They're not really, I don't think most of them are meant to be comedies. But anyway, I thought it would be a, a different kind of a topic. That'd be kind of fun. Probably only going to be about half the show for that. The first half, I'll talk about other stuff, especially, um, I'll give you another spoiler warning when I get to it, but I really want to talk about the most recent um, episode of the Book of Boba Fett uh, for <laughs> about five days now since it came out. So, uh so I feel it's safe, and, and I'll give you guys spoiler warnings and, of course, and all that. But anyway, that is the show for this week. Uh, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, again, folks, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Trex and Sci-Fi. I appreciate everyone uh, listening, downloading, whatever, however you're doing this. I think I mentioned this a while ago, but there's some new thing with Google Stream and streaming podcast thing. It's a security thing. Essentially, if anyone has trouble with the podcast, I, I, I highly suggest you do things like any kind of the pod cast apps like you know just good old itunes those things um because there's a security thing that that happens if you try to directly stream sometimes i don't know if anybody's running into that jen clued me into it a bit a while ago there is a way to sort of fix it it has to do with the way the website that i host on is set up but i just honestly haven't bothered um i because i haven't really heard of anyone really having that many problems and i don't know if anyone really does it this way uh, very much. I, I think most people use apps and stuff, and I think that's working fairly okay. But I just thought I would mention it here at the top of the podcast. Just uh, keep that in mind. Again, shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, about anything, but uh, also if you're having any difficulty with, with listening to the shows. 
All right. So what's been going on? What a, you know, it's a pretty early cold Sunday here in, in Michigan. We had a lot of snow this past week. It's been cold. Although I did um, take a little adventure outside yesterday. I bought this drone. I guess I got it last spring. I haven't, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't always, that, that phrase always seems to be weird to me to say. There's somebody I work with that does it a lot, but I'll be honest, you know, to, to, to start a conversation or a phrase or a sentence, I'll be honest, I I'm, feel like I'm pretty honest most of the time. It's just a figure of speech, I guess. But I, I have not used this drone a ton since I got it. A variety of reasons, I don't know. Things come up. Part of it has to do with drones have this, like, if you go onto YouTube and all, and when I first got it, I was pretty excited. But, man, there's just a lot of people who don't like drones. And now I bought this. It's called the DG, DJ Mini 2. Um, the, the, big, the, the big thing about this drone is it falls under um, a, a certain weight class. I think it's like 249 grams in weight. But it basically falls, it's so lightweight that it doesn't have to be officially like registered or any of that stuff. It falls underneath the the restrictions, the FAA or whoever puts those into place. I popped onto the website at one time. I was going to register it anyway, even though it's under the weight limit, but I decided not to bother, honestly. It's just like, because I'm not using it a ton. But the... Um, it's tricky to find good places to use these things is, is one of the one of the troubles. So I've kind of just used it, honestly, around the neighborhood a little bit, not looking in people's houses. No, that's creepy and weird. Um, but just to kind of do overhead views of my subdivision and some of the some of the um, like uh, we have this big group of our group. Um, there's this big hunk of property behind us. It's not ours, of course, but there's there's acres back there that is belongs to this sort of nearby um i guess it's uh somebody owns it a farm or something nearby here but um because i kind of live we live kind of out in what i call the semi-country um but the the point is is that um i've just not i've used it a ton and but i have um used enough to really I, the thing is amazing i mean it's really really easy to control it does some great video and um pictures and things so I did it yesterday. I, want, I wanted to do it when the weather was, um, uh, we had a lot of snow. I wanted to do it when the weather was cold and we could see all the snow. And so I did some shots um, in this little wooded area behind us. There's kind of a path and a sled hill for the snow or that people go back there, even though it's not really. They're essentially trespassing when they do this. Not on my land, like I said, but they don't seem to care back there anyway um but yesterday I took it out there and i ran into a branch a little bit the thing is tough though i'll tell you what it, it, if you're going to run into a little and i was it was probably only about eight or nine maybe feet in the air and there's there was a bunch of snow down so it, it it hit the branch kind of and it was a very very small branch and then it just kind of tipped it enough and it fell it basically i think it's i think it's controlled or programmed to kind of like shut down if it hits something because it probably could really wreck itself if it keeps going. I don't know exactly, but it fell into the snow. It seemed okay. I flew it quite a bit after that. So it was stupid though. I, 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 it was, there are these very little, little tiny little branches sticking out in this path and they're very hard to see. They're super thin and tiny, which it's not like I ran it into a full onto a tree or really hard, but I just have to be a little more careful 
is it? But um, but yeah, I got some footage, got some pictures, got some video. The um, it's really really fun to play with those things. I wish I had like property where I didn't have to worry about you know somebody coming by and hey, what are you doing there, boy? I, I don't know why they're talking like that, but I'm talking a lot about my my drone here for the first, which I've dubbed Amelia. I'm calling her Amelia the drone because you know after Amelia Earhart, I thought that was. Lynn, my wife, said, you should give the drone a name. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we've kind of, um, we, she, she kind of likes it when we name things. I'll get into that. That's too much of a conversation. But um, I said, well, it has to be aircraft kind of things need to be female, right? Everyone always kind of associates, gives, gives she to ships. And, 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 you know, the Enterprise was always called the she, you know, in Star Trek kind of a thing. And, but uh, uh, so I just quickly said, oh, Amelia, how about Amelia for Amelia Earhart? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Here's Rico going off the deep end. Now, two years of confinement will do that. Not totally confined. I don't know. I, is it over? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get on to more other geeky topics, real topics. But drones are pretty geeky, I would say. Um, I, I really do. If, you, if you're into it or you want to get one, that take a look at the DJ uh, mini stuff because it's really easy to d control. They're not that cheap. I mean, it costs like, I got it with a kit with an extra battery and a bag and all that. And I think it was like four ninety nine or something at Best Buy. I know that to some people that may seem expensive, but for drones, for a really good one, I mean, they're into the thousands and stuff. I just wanted something kind of small, lightweight that I could kind of play around with and take some footage. I mean, this thing will go really far away from you like I've sent it way up high in the sky and then flew it out to kind of the main road which is probably a good I don't know 100 yards away from well more than that plus the height and all so all right off the drone topic so television movies what's been going on um let's go with the first thing which is always easiest for me to remember I watched uh, Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro right I think he did that I should know I just watched it last night well, it just showed up. I think it started, um, I think, the beginning of February. i got to get a drink. Hurry, sing it. Hang on. Ah, that's better. A uh, little tea. It's always so dry at this time of year. We have a humidifier, as I think I've mentioned before, in our house uh, on the furnace. But it gets us up to, like, well, we're only about 25. I'm trying to read the, therm the hydrometer here, 30 maybe in the, a little above 32 or 3% humidity in the house, which isn't terrible. Before we got that, it was a lot worse always. All right, so um, the movie Nightmare Alley uh, with Bradley Cooper, uh, it, um, uh, yeah, on HBO. It's on HBO Max or whatever HBO thing you have it's probably on. I watched it last night. Uh, I really like Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I, I've enjoyed his movies. He makes some you know, fairly out there weird stuff. I mean, he did the Hellboy things. I, uh, one thing I like about some of these directors is they like to have a certain group of actors that they'll they'll they put in their movies. Like Ron Perlman's in this, for example, who played Hellboy. But the main guy in the movie is Bradley Cooper, who I, I really like. Bradley Bradley Cooper. I think he he's very talented. Um, I've enjoyed everything I've ever seen him in. I still got to watch that music one that he did with Lady Gaga. I've never watched that. Um, but he's in this. It's basically a remake. It's kind of what people would call a film noir uh, kind of movie. It's set uh, in the early 40s, just kind of at the start of like World War II. Um, 
and it's a remake of an of an older movie, uh, which I'm now I'm interested to kind of maybe watch the old movie version. But essentially, Bradley Cooper is kind of a huckster, uh, and he ends up falling in with this this carnival group. And I think Guillermo del Toro, I think, is sort of fascinated by that. He's used that kind of thing in in some of his movies, but. I think he's kind of fascinated with the old-time carnivals that they used to have. You know, oh, look, it's the bearded woman. Oh, look, it's the strongest man alive or the the monkey man or the man who can stretch his body into weird shapes. Or like in this movie, there's a woman who can like zap electricity through her body. And um, so – but he falls in with this group, and I'm not going to give away too much, but he, he starts working the carnival and kind of, you know, more or less – carnivals in that time and, and and you know the idea is they sort of like they're sort of a con job on people and he becomes a very very good um uh, you know helper for the carnival and and you know he's he, he, he it's it's very natural for him to be able to sort of con people and that's probably about all i'll say really about the story uh it's about two and a half hours long i liked it, it, it it's i like period pieces like that the carnival aspects were fun and interesting. It was like two and a half hours, but I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites of the of Guillermo del Toro's movies. Uh, it had some interesting points. Um, one of the things that's a little hard about the movie, and I've mentioned this on other podcasts to me, is the the characters are okay, but there's not there's not somebody you can easily like to me at least. Oh man, I I, I can identify with that guy or whatever. They're they're not really great people, truthfully, in the movie for the most part. I kind of thought Bradley Cooper was going to be kind of, you know, but this is kind of, well, again, I don't want to say too much. But, yeah, I mean, if you got HBO, watch it. If that kind of stuff interests you, what I've mentioned, uh, probably said more, um, spent more time talking about that movie. But it's fresh in my mind since I just watched it last night. It was a fun Saturday night kind of with some popcorn to, movie to watch. Um, let's go into... I guess, well, I'm going to talk about the fantasy films soon, so that was another thing I watched fairly recent, but I haven't seen any, any. I haven't gone out to the theater in a, in a bit. Heck, I haven't, I think the only thing I've seen at the theater, the last thing, I've, I've said this before, was Spider-Man, so it's been more than a month. I am going to, I am planning probably the next movie I'm going to go see at the theater. I kind of wanted to see this Moonfall movie, but... Uh, you know, I'm kind of semi-interested in it. It's, it is the kind of movie that I probably would like to see on a bigger screen and in a theater, but it it also looks kind of silly, honestly. And, um, but uh, the next thing I really want to see is this Uncharted movie next week. It comes out with Tom Holland and and Mark Wahlberg. I I do want to go see that at the theater. I I like that idea in the franchise and it's kind of got this Indiana Jones feel to it. So um, I'm definitely going to try to get that to see that at the theater. So that'll be like a good, you know, more than a month, almost um, two months, probably about since I've been at the theater. Although I think COVID seems to be settling down finally again. Hopefully it'll stay that way. Um, so I'm not really all that, you know, I've managed to knock on wood, stay healthy and avoided it. But um, so on television, though, let's see what's been what's been going on quite a bit. I mean, there's CW shows. I am still watching Naomi, uh, the newest series on there, Lois and Clark, um, the um, Superman uh, and Lois or whatever it's called. <laughs> I was going to give it that old show's name. 
uh, Superman and Lois. So, you know, Supergirl's gone. Arrow's been gone. Uh, we have Legends of Tomorrow, DC Legends of Tomorrow, which is fun. Uh, seems to just keep going. You know, it's funny about that show. That's probably the series that people thought might not stick around. But, man, it's it's just it's still going. And, uh, and The Flash has been off for a little while. It's not coming back until March. Uh, I'm glad we're still getting The Flash, although I will start to say I think it's starting to run a bit out of uh, speed, <laughs> steam somewhat. I, I know COVID really, I think, messed them up. Uh, and and I, I thought... I thought the early episodes of this season were pretty good. I, they, they did this five-episode run uh, with this bad guy, and, yeah, I think that was pretty interesting to me. Plus, they brought in guests from other um, CW shows, so so I thought that was good. Batwoman, I'm amazingly still watching. I think, actually, this season, I, I'm liking this season better. Uh, they've introduced Poison Ivy. Uh, and yeah, I think it's a little more interesting, although there's some things I still don't really like about it. It's even though I'm okay with this and a lot of people always complain about this on social media, but the, you know, the, the, the fact that there's just so much like they're like, except for one guy, basically, I mean, they're, they're all female characters and that's fine. There's so many male dominated shows. It's a bit, but Man, it's just so in your face. I, I, I mean, that of what they're doing a little bit. I mean, I guess it just seems doesn't seem natural at all. It seems very forced sometimes. And uh, I mean, the best character on there um, is the character that plays or the actress that plays Alice uh, Rachel Rachel Scarston. I think um, she used to be on the show Lost Girl, and she's great. She really needs to be in a big time. You know. Even a bigger time TV show or a movie, you know, she's really, really good. I mean, she's she's just so natural playing this sort of crazy. She's sort of like a Harley Quinn character. But um, anyway, so um, but I am still watching that, although it's usually the last in my TiVo of the shows I watch for the week. I still have last week's to watch uh, that I'll probably watch tonight. Uh, and uh, it's kind of how I can tell how what what shows that I like the most or, you know, that I can wait on. Like there are some shows that I watch. There are some that I'll even watch live. Like I love the new Superman show. So I almost most weeks I'll try to watch that actually when it's on. Um, and and then some shows that very next day when they've been recorded and then some just sit there for days and then I get, eventually get to them like Batwoman. Um, but um a couple of things on uh, or on streaming services, and then I want to talk about the Boba Fett thing, but I'll leave that for a second. I did start to watch this new. It's not sci-fi, um, but it's called Reacher, uh, based on this on the Jack Reacher novels. They did those Tom Cruise movies. Everyone always said, and I haven't read those books. That Tom Cruise was was in no way did did fit the characters, the way he should look. He's supposed to be a big big guy, super big, muscular, and all that. So they got um, in this. It's an it's on Amazon Prime. The actor's name is Alan Richson. I think that's how you say his last name. He was on uh, the uh, Titans show uh, that I really enjoy. I uh, played Hawk on there, and so if if you guys know that show, you'll know know who I'm talking about. But he's he's in this new Reacher show, playing Jack Reacher. I think it's eight episodes. I think they're all on Amazon Prime now. I, Amazon Prime for the well, some shows they don't do this. They didn't do this for the Wheel of Time series, but 
I think they just dropped all the episodes uh, just a few days ago. And I watched the first one. Anyway, really, really fun, great show. I really like the actor. Uh, it's just, it's just good. It, it's just, if, if you like, if you like, um, I, I don't know how to describe it even. I mean, it's kind of a cop, police, military-ish kind of a thing. He's in a guy who used to be in the military, super smart. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's also very capable of beating up like six guys. No problem. <laughs> it's like, which is always fun. He's basically Batman. And, uh, and when I was watching this first episode, and so I'm highly recommending, you know, check this show out. At least I think if you watch the first episode, you'll be hooked. The, um, what I was going to say though, is this, this, this actor, Alan Richson, he needs to be in a Marvel movie. I can't quite figure out. I was thinking maybe he could play the thing in a new fantastic four. I mean, he's a big guy. He looks very much like he would have been a great Thor, honestly. Uh, he, he's he's like Chris Hemsworth kind of size guy, and uh, and and really has a Thor kind of look to him. So uh, maybe he could play, you know, maybe he could be in Thor sometime uh, in a Thor movie, play another um, Asgardian or something. But I'd rather him have a more important part. There are other characters out there he could definitely play. Uh, that that are possibilities, but I, I would love to see him do something in Marvel. I mean, he's done something now in DC. He played Hawk on the Titan show. Uh, he and honestly, he I think he'd be a great Batman, really, uh, too. But um, we'll we'll see how this new Batman movie goes down. I I, don't, I still don't really know what DC is doing with Batman. Is this new Batman like going to be a part of a new series where he's young Batman and they're going to still keep the other Batman or is Ben Affleck ever coming back? I don't know. I kind of think Ben Affleck is done with Batman in a way. I, I don't I don't think that's going to continue. So we'll, but who knows? You never know. With it, It's very hard to see what DC's um, strategy or plans are when it comes to their films. I did see that they just um, there's a new Catwoman animated movie out or coming out. But um, so um, so anyway, Reacher, I, uh, that was a little, little roundabout. OK, we're we're already 20 plus minutes into the show. So let me talk quickly. And here's another spoiler warning. A book of Boba Fett. I'll talk about the last couple of episodes, especially the last one. Spoiler, spoiler warning. Big, big, big bleep, 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 bleep. There's my spoiler warning thing. So you've been warned. And if you've really been on online at all, you probably have realized, even if you're not watching this show, that the most recent, well, the most recent couple of episodes of Book of Boba Fett have been basically about the Mandalorian, essentially. So, I, you know, I think we talked a little bit about the previous episode last week on the show. So I won't talk too much about that. He came back. We saw the Dark Saber again and all this. And then he, then he you know, Essentially, Boba Fett's looking for people to help him, and he, and he kind of agreed to that at the end of that episode. But then he says, i got to go visit a little friend. And I didn't think they would directly continue it. I was kind of hoping. I was thinking maybe we weren't going to see that until the next season of The Mandalorian. But lo and behold, last week's episode, Mando goes to visit Grogu, Baby Yoda. I'm kind of really turning around about the Grogu name. I think I'm okay with it now. But... Um, but we get more Luke. We get Luke training Grogu. Uh, and it was awesome. There's a little Ahsoka in it, too. I, I, I mean, this episode was basically what we all wanted to see, you know, following, like, Return of the Jedi in, in a way, right? I, we want to see um, younger Han and Leia and, and, and Luke training new Jedi and, and not 30 years later of old grumpy Luke hiding off in a, in, a, in a place in a cave somewhere. 
All right, we won't go into that, but um, it was just great. And, and they really are doing well with this technology, let's say, to make Luke look like Luke, sound like Luke. I was just reading something this morning more about how they use some voice cloning software where basically they take a lot of his old lines from the original films. Like Mark Hamill, even though he's a great voice actor, everybody's voice changes over over their over time and i don't think i don't think mark hamill could speak like he you know like he sounds or like he sounded back in you know just post return of the jedi even though it's supposed to be about 5 years later uh or roughly that although luke he really needs a new outfit <laughs> i mean i appreciate the fact that he's in his little black you know return of the jedi gear and he's still got the same lightsaber and all that and for continuity but it's been five years. I mean, could you give him a little bit of a different, slightly different? I mean, it looks it looks pretty much like it exactly the way it was. Although I tend to wear the same clothes, similar clothes for for years, so may, maybe. But I don't wear the same thing every day, so it doesn't really matter. It's cool still, and and j just to see Luke with with a little baby Yoda type and, and training him on this sort of um, planet, whatever they were on, you know. Kind of a little, little jungly or whatever, and you could kind of see him building the Jedi Temple uh, that he's going to have, you know, to people to be trained at. It was just a great episode. It was just fun, fun to see. I was just, you know, had a big smile on my face the whole time, and I think most Star Wars fans would. A lot of people have been um, saying online, "Oh, fan service, fan service, fan service," and I'm like, I really kind of don't like that phrase. I get that, like, is there something wrong with giving people what they want a little? The fans. And and it still was a good story, and it was still interesting. You know, it, I don't know where you draw the line of what's sort of like just – I guess I trust these guys. I trust Dave Filoni. I trust, uh, you know, John Favreau, who've been you know, working on both Boba Fett and The Mandalorian. These guys, they're interweaving things that they've done before, some things in the animated series – and bringing them into this live action mode. And I didn't even mention the biggie. The other biggie was Cat Payne shows up at the end of the episode. Uh, you know, it's just, it was just to me a great episode. And I don't care if people are, you know, is it fan service? I don't really like, look at it like that. I, I think if you give, you know, it's just great. Who doesn't want to see that stuff? I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I, I guess you shouldn't have to apologize for for doing something that people like. You know, it, it's it's almost like there's a no win scenario situation of uh, out there in terms of of geek world. Like if you don't give you what they want, then they'll hate you. And if you give them what they want, people call it pandering or fan service. I don't know, but I thought it was great. I enjoyed it very much. I'm enjoying this series, although we only got one more episode. Oh, real quick, I wanted to also mention. So I loved it. Um, uh, the uh, Star Trek Prodigy just finished its 10th episode run. Really good wrap-up episode, I thought. Uh, if you're not watching that show, give it a, give it a whirl. I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I really enjoy it. So, all right, I need a break here. Then we're going to get into the main topic, believe it or not, for the last half of the show about um, uh, lower-budget fantasy films uh, and and what's out there. And, and, and maybe, you know, check a few of them out and, uh, and and see what you guys think. So I'll be back in a minute or so. I'm Jen and I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast and you're listening to 
tricks in sci-fi. Okay, I am back, and let's talk about uh, fantasy films, lower-budget fantasy films. Now, with the you know, we're in this time and era of we've got uh, the you know we wrapped up not that long ago. You know the the Wheel of Time show, or at least the first what was it, six episodes, eight episodes, whatever. Um, and of course, Game of Thrones with the mega budget, you know, amazing uh, series. And, you know, although, you know, people had trouble with the ending, I still think it was okay. But um, so we're in this time and we had, of course, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings movies. We're getting this, um, what's it called? Rings of Power. We're getting this Lord of the Rings uh, series on Amazon, Amazon, right? That's going to come out starting in the fall. So we're still six months more six, seven months away from that. So we have mega budget stuff, plenty of mega budget uh, fantasy things. And amazing, you know, in this, in the era that we have of digital technology and, and computers, stuff that, that when I was growing up and going to see movies like, you know, Dragon Slayer uh, and, and Krull, you, you know, and those kinds of films and the, the original animated Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi, which I still have a real fondness for, I mean, the we just you know we didn't get hardly anything. I mean, we had a few great, um, really, really well done fantasy movies back. Th- excuse me, back then. But uh, you know what comes to mind is the first like Conan movie. Uh, we had uh, what was I trying to say? Excalibur. I'm really got to watch that movie again. You you know the thing. It's been a long time since I've seen Excalibur. When did that come out? Like 81-ish or something around there. But the, the biggest thing I remember, that's a really weird movie, you know, somewhat. But I loved it at the time. And it was done very seriously with a pretty good budget and all that. All right. So that's that's one side of the coin, I guess we'll call it. And then the other side of the coin is there are, there are these lower budget films that some of them are really fun and really good. They don't usually have great effects. Sometimes they they look like, you know, they were made somewhere, you know, like in somebody's, you know, out in the fields around you or 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 and the other the other thing that that is the noticeable thing to me with some of these lower budget movies is and I think this is where it separates sort of the good lower budget movies from the bad lower budget films uh, to some degree, although even the bad ones can be fun, too, but is sometimes the acting is a bit is not really what it should be. A lot of it has to do with, excuse me, a lot of it has to do with the, uh, I got my joy voice again going, get some tea, hang on. All right, a lot of what I was going to say or or what I was trying to get at there before I couldn't breathe, not breathe, but <laughs> uh, I'm not used to talking this long anymore. Plus the winter, we'll call it. So the the thing about these movies though, the costumes can be so-so, the the look, the effects, all that stuff. But the the story is there and the acting is pretty good. I think that that's what makes it a better one of these low-budget films that, than some of the lower ones. So I, I did a little quick internet hunting and sleuthing and Googling before uh, I started here. So I'm going to run down. Here's one list that I found. What site is this on? Screen Rant, which is I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them, but... 
it's just a list. So let me run down real quick, and I might play a trailer from one or two of these. The um, There's a list here of lower-budget fantasy films that <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Sorry. Apologize. The um, That are worth seeing, they say. Um, so here is – we'll go in reverse order. There's 10 of them. There's one called The Headhunter from 2019 – this one's on most, a lot of streaming services, Amazon Prime. There's a lot of these, like I said, that were on, I think I said already, there are a lot of them that are on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, of, of all the streaming services, Amazon Prime really has some really obscure stuff and, and, and some lower budget things. You know, they have some really strange stuff on Amazon Prime. They really do. Um, that's not on Netflix. And uh, so this one, The Headhunter, the gruesome horror fantasy medieval war warrior wanders the earth hunting monsters that mean to cause harm to um, mankind. So there's a one word synopsis for you. All right, next, um, which I think I may have seen this one. This one's called Born of Hope, 2009. It's it's a very Lord of the Rings kind of um, feel. They say it's supposed to fall between like uh, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films, something like that. Um, this one, that one's on YouTube only. Um, there's an older one. I've definitely seen this one. I, I don't know if it's considered low budget. I guess maybe the Sword and the Sorcerer, um, from 1982. That one is, um, uh, that one's a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, there's a, there's one that gets talked about in, in fantasy circles and D and D circles a lot. This one's kind of, it falls into the so bad it's good thing. Uh, Hawk the Slayer from 1980. <laughs> I should really just do a whole podcast about that movie. That one's on Amazon Prime and YouTube and Tubi. Um, there's one called uh, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote uh, from 2018. Adam Driver's in that. I don't know. Some of these I don't think are super low budget or not. Um, this one's on Amazon Prime, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one, this one also doesn't. I don't think really fits this category so much. Pan's Labyrinth, that's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, it's technically uh, it's low budget. He's saying, I don't know, not sure how much that budget was for that one. That's not really what I had in mind when I wanted to do this podcast. This one's on Amazon Prime, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, iTunes. Um, there's a movie called The Foul. Sorry, The Fall. The Foul. The Fall. Ugh. It's from 2006. Uh, it's by director Tarsim Singh. Why does that name sound familiar? Lee Pace is in it. Oh, okay. The moving tale of a little girl recovering in a hospital after a fall, befriending a bedridden man who tells her stories is enough to pull on your heartstrings. Okay. Um, there's a movie called I Am Dragon from 2015. It's a Russian film. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast feel, they say. Uh, this one's on Amazon Prime, also Google Play, Vudu, and Tubi, YouTube. Um, there's a movie called The Last Warrior. Now we're up to number two on their list. Uh, this is a this is about, um, uh, well, let's see, it's still a fun movie about warriors fighting for their way of life. Enough drama to still makes it more emotionally relevant. Um, there's a lot of sword play. This one's on YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime, Tubi, Vudu. And their top one here on this list is called I Killed Giants, which I definitely have heard about this one. And it's um, 
basically adapted from the graphic novel by Joe Kelly and Ken Nomura. Uh, the movie follows Barbara Thorson, a teenager with an overactive imagination who believes giants are coming to destroy her town. So um, that seems like it would be something for the kids, too, especially. Uh, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Vudu, Google Play, and YouTube. So let me pick... Um, let me pick one of these, and uh, I, let's go with I Kill Giants. Why not? Um, let's play the trailer to that one for you, and then I'll come back with some other um, suggestions and uh, related to this topic. So uh, we'll be right back here in a moment, and first we'll play this I, I Kill Giants uh, trailer for you. Gift of new. Gift of old. Bless the righteousness, guide my hand against the darkness, my final stand. Barbara, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Do you have many friends? What about your sister? I play your dragons or whatever if you ask me to. That would be hilarious. What are you doing? What's it for? There's some serious stuff going down. I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Dark omens are totally cool. A giant comes to a place and takes everything from you. And when it's done, it's like anything that made your life good was never even there. Giants aren't real. Sweating. I know that no one likes me. I know that everything I do looks crazy. This isn't real. You're not listening to me! This giant is coming! We're gonna save this town. There are times where you have to ask yourself, do I want to live my life as a coward? Or a warrior? All right, there you go. And that's, I think, that I Killed Giants, that's been on my uh, radar for a long time. And now that I've watched the trailer, I, I need to watch that one. It's, um, it looks really good, and it reminds me of some, you know, the typical kind of a misunderstood kid that, that has a big imagination, but then you start to get into this idea of, like, is what she's talking and thinking about, is it real, or is it just all sort of in her mind, uh, or not, you don't really, you don't really know in the trailer, of course, it makes it look all real, uh, you know, you see, you see some of the effects of this giant, and you can see the giant, so, but again, is it through her perspective, or whatever, but yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff there, so here's another list I found, this is on IMDb, it's just somebody's own personal lower budget fantasy films that are out there. Uh, the the first group of, of them on this list, um, and I don't know if there's in any particular order that this person put on this list, there's this whole series, and I and th this is why this topic first popped into my mind to do a little bit. I watched the first one of this series. I, I, keep, I kept meaning to watch it for a long time. Anyway, it's um, called Mythica. 
Um, the first one in the in the series came out in 2014, Mythica, A Quest for Heroes, it's called. Uh, this is uh, a young magician, the young magician, Merrick, who, who's a female magician, dreams of exciting adventures. When she meets help-seeking princess, pre, pre, sorry, help-seeking priestess, Tila, she offers her assistance and provides a motley troop. Together, they go in search of Tila's sister, who was kidnapped by a wild uh, ogre. So it gives you an idea of it. There's more going on there, too. But this thing is it it's pretty low budget. I thought the actors were pretty good. I thought it looked OK. <clears throat> but the reason this this series always got my interest or piqued my interest a little bit is they did like five of these. <laughs> so we have that one, uh, Mythica, A Quest for Heroes. Then we have Mythica, The Dark Spore, 2015. Uh, and I won't bother to read the synopsis of these movies, the, the sequels or whatever. Mythica, the Neuromancer. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Uh, that's a book by uh, Gibson, William Gibson. Uh, Mythica, the Necromancer, 2015. Uh, Mythica, the Iron Crown, 2016. Uh, and we also have Mythica, the Godslayer, uh, 2016. So what, I think that's a total of five right yeah and uh it looks like the cast pretty much you know follows along with it especially the main actress melanie stone who plays merrick um and and in the first movie she's you know they're all kind of learning things she's not a great wizard or whatever yet um but um i think in a few minutes here i'll play you one of the trailers to one of those films maybe i'll do the second movie the dark spore one um but um yeah, I thought the first one, and I think they're all on, um, if you've not been using at all, uh, IMDb TV, there's a, there's a, you can get an app or watch it on your smart TV or wherever you watch streaming things, but uh, IMDb TV has, has quite a bit of stuff, and uh, the, I don't think there's a way to get a premium version of it, or maybe there is, I don't know if there is, possibly, um, but I have not. I'm, I'm just have free IMDb uh, because they advertise themselves as always free. But there are commercials. Not, I would say, excessive. Like I watched that first Mythica movie last week. And I'd say in it, it was 90 minutes or so movie, something like that. Yeah, 92 minutes it says. There was probably like four commercial breaks in there. And they weren't super long. So it really wasn't that bad. I know that's a little hard sometimes to watch a movie like that, but it didn't bother me that much. Gave me a chance to get something to drink, whatever, but I mean, it's free. So there you go. You can't beat that, right? So check those Mythica movies out. Let's go down this list a little bit more here, and I'll, then I'll play a, a trailer for you. This one I keep seeing popping up on list: Saga, Curse of the Shadow from 2013. Uh, this one's also on IMDb. Looks like Gosh, is most of this list on IMDb? Oh, not everything looks like that. That movie, Secret Cabal, The Shadow, works to bring about the return of Goth Azul, the undead god, in the rich world of Saga, populated by elves, orcs, dwarves, and dragons. Um, oh, this is not really related to this, but I've only got two episodes, I think, left, and I've talked about it before, But and it's not probably what I would consider a low-budget fantasy, but that arcane show on on netflix is really really good really enjoying it hope we get more more than the i think there's nine episodes 
Also, I'm still working my way through Castlevania. That's another fantasy thing on there that's fun, animated fantasy thing. Uh, so check those out when you get a chance. Uh, but Arcane is really impressing me. I really like it. It's just got a really unique look. Um, and the story is solid. The characters, the actors, uh, re- really well done. Um, let's go back to this list. Uh, the Lost Medallion, The Adventures of Billy Stone. A man who stops into a foster home to drop off donations soon tells the kids a story about two teenage friends who uncover a lost, long-lost medallion that transports them back in time. Uh, what else we got? Uh, of course, we've got the old Dungeons & Dragons series. It's listed on here, uh, which is which is always great. You know, I've loved fantasy for most of my life. Read a lot of fantasy books and played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons back in the day when, believe it or not, here's this will date me, when Dungeons & Dragons pretty much first was out or a couple of years after it, maybe. Not quite when it first. Well, pretty close when it first came out, I would say. Um, but, um, I used to play pretty regularly, even, even just, you know, years ago, you know, later, but I kind of faded away from doing it. Just, I don't know, should be fun to get back to it. Um, but that old animated series from 83 to 85, uh, it's listed here is, is fun. That says it's on Amazon. I, I know you could get the DVDs, although I think it might be out of stock or print, whatever you call it. Uh, there's an old here's another thing that got me going recently um they did a dungeons and dragons movie i think they're doing another one as well i think they're doing a new one i think i've heard about i I should look that up here when i play the trailer but there's a movie from the year like 2000 where they tried to do a dungeons and dragons movie um fairly i think it had a decent budget um you know not a lot it only made like 15 million most people really kind of it was a little too comedic at times. Uh, Justin Whalen was like a, the main actor in it. The, you know, his his thing claim to fame before that was he was in that older Superman and Lois show uh, that was on in the in the late '90s or the or the '90s. We'll say I don't. And Jeremy Irons is in that movie. They did another movie actually, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God. Uh, they did that as well. They're pretty, I mean, the effects aren't great. The thing I really enjoyed about, like, the first Dungeons & Dragons that got me really into it is they tried to, kind of tried to use some of the game elements and spells and things. So for an old D&D player, it was kind of fun to see that, you know, of them actually trying to do, like, a a sleep spell, for example, or something like that. Um Let's see. Let's go on to this list a little bit more, and then I think I'll take a break and play um, play for you the um, a trailer. Um, here's a movie that I have watched. Ren. It was okay. Um, when Ren is marked, but this is from 2016. Ren is marked by a powerful ancient spirit. She is forced to leave behind the family she spent her whole life protecting and journey across the land to find the real meaning behind the mark she bears. Um, yeah. So let's move on here a little bit more. Born of Hope. Here's another one. Did I mention that one already yet? I don't think so. Um, the There's one called Nephilim. However you say this, Nephilim? Yeah. I think I've heard of that one before. Uh, I'm not sure where you can see that one. All right. We got oh, Darkman's. Uh, Darkman, Darkman 1, 2, and 3 appeared on this list. I guess they're fantasy, kind of. They're more more sci-fi action, I think, really. Not really fantasy. 
Um, there's that old Merlin TV show. There's some Merlin type related movies. If you search for Merlin, um, we got, gosh, they have Max Payne on here. That's not low budget. No. All right. Uh, let me take a break at this point and play a trailer to one of the Mythica movies. And I think, uh, Mythica will go for the second one, like Mythica Dark Spore. And I'll be back. Uh, we'll do a little bit more, another list or so, and then we'll wrap up today's show. into the darkness. I just peered back. I had a dream. Behold the dark spore. Figure, he knew me. The dark spore is all it stands against, Zorlok. But if those shards ever get put together, there'll be no way to stop him. What does this have to do with me? Limitless power, death, destruction. I need to stop him. Your darkness is something he seeks. Your necromancer. Who are you, Merrick? Why do you seek such dark magic? Erase the gold Goshen with yellow eyes who commands a horde of orcs. I can control it. Just tell them the truth. I can control it. Release it. There's something drawing me towards it. I could destroy us all. That is a lie invented by the gods. No one's feet is written. You have no power over the darkness inside you. It calls you, and in time, it will claim you. It is your fate. He's found you. You are mine. Evil runs in the blood of all men. Yeah, so that is Mythica Dark Spore trailer. Uh, it looks to me like they've definitely got a little bit more money and a budget bigger for this than the first one, and I think that's probably going to be true for each subsequent. One of the things they were doing for those movies is they were raising or they were doing the a lot of the financing on Kickstarter, which is another place if you're interested in this kind of stuff. You know, I, I do enjoy Kickstarter. I've supported a number of projects on there and other of those crowdfunding, you know, kind of things that they've done. So um, that's another place you could, if you're interested in this kind of thing, check that out. Let's run down a few more here. There's a movie called, let's see, The Scythian. These are the times when one civilization is replacing another. A new era is about to begin in central Eurasia. Scythian warriors, the proud warriors are all but gone. Uh, blah, 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 da, da, da. Excuse me. Uh, this is on Plex TV, which I don't really, I don't really watch or use Plex very well. I use Plex a little bit, but not don't don't watch their TV. Didn't realize even they had that um, movie called Ghouls. Movie called Mystic Game. This one I think I've heard of before. A charming adventure, Mystic Game, 2016. Got dragged into the struggle of a powerful wizards uh, to save himself and his beloved. He is forced to find a way out of this Mystic Game. Uh, a lot of these films, or quite a few of these films, are made overseas, Eastern Europe, those kind of places. So sometimes they've been dubbed into English occasionally on some of them. Mythica isn't that way, um, and there there are a bunch that are not like that. But just, just to let you know, some are from Eastern Europe, some are from Russia and other places. There are quite a few Asian, Asian ones as well. Um, 
There's another one here listed called Heart of Stone. This is on Tubi. German tale of a man who sells his heart to a forest-dwelling warlock for money and power. That looks interesting. This is all still on this low-budget fantasy IMDb list I'm looking at. On the count of zero, a young girl loses a precious book and tries to remember the past through a hypnosis session, encounters a mysterious man in the hypnosis world. This one looks like it's from... um, Looks like it's from Asia somewhere, possibly. Uh, Scrolling down, Bunraku. I think I've watched this one. Story of a young man who has spent his life searching for revenge only to find himself up against a bigger challenge than he originally bargained for. Uh, Oh, yeah, Josh Hartnett is in that. Maybe I've just, some of these I think I've just seen listed on like the streaming services like Amazon Prime. And let's see, that list, that runs that list out pretty well. Um, there's a lot of, like I was saying earlier, there, there are quite a few um, lower budget films that were done in the past, like in the 80s. There, there's stuff on, just on YouTube even, just search for, you know, low budget fantasy movies. There's something here called Magic, M-I-G-I-C-K. Um, and, you know, a lot of people can do a lot of stuff these days on their on their home computers and, and don't need a, a mega budget or anything like that. Um, there's also a, a group, sort of a subgroup of this that are sort of campy, even like that original old Flash Gordon movie was kind of like that. Um, Barbarella, you know, that's probably the, the, the you know, uh, an older one that's um, that kind of falls into that category a bit. Um there's also um, some really good ones. I, I don't know, again, it, how much budget some of these have. Uh, I, I think the old uh, Dragon Slayer movie that I mentioned earlier is really good. It's got a good story. Um, the budget and the dragon isn't quite <laughs> what you'd expect or hope for. But maybe one day what someone, you know, people will do would be to um, take some of these older movies and do what kind of George Lucas did and enhance some of the effects Although they kind of lose some of their charm. It's kind of like what they did with the original Star Trek, right? Some people like when they did the, you know, updated effects for that. I kind of can take it both ways. I mean, I watched the original series so much in reruns growing up that it's kind of burned into my brain the way it did look. So it does sometimes take me out of it a little bit with the, the um, enhanced versions that they did for, for um, when they put it out on Blu-ray and all that. But um Another charming movie from a few years back um, uh, called Stardust is is really good. I wouldn't call that low budget, but that's that's a fun fantasy movie. But I wanted to, you know, beyond the fact that I keep running into these movies on these streaming services and they show up in my feed or whatever, I wanted to just make mention a little bit of them because, the, you know, we've been in this era for the last several years of just getting these mega budget, you know, ever since, especially when Peter Jackson started with the first Lord of the Rings movies, we've become sort of saturated or used to uh, seeing stuff on an ep- such an epic, epic scale that I, I wanted to give a little shout out to this, the, this kind of thing, because I think these are fun. And the fact that they're on streaming that you're maybe already paying for, you know, check a few of them out. Uh, I'm sure you may may have heard some of these, heard of some of these before. Maybe you've seen some of them. I'm not. Um, I haven't seen a ton, honestly. I, I'll admit I haven't seen a ton of these, but I've seen enough. And and, and I, like I was saying earlier, oh, you know, like that that older Cull movie. Oh, by the way, I was going to mention this before, but in the Mythica trailer, 
you heard uh, Kevin Sorbo from Hercules. He has sort of a cameo in, in well, the first movie, he's barely in it. And I don't know, maybe he's a little bit more in the later movies. It has a bigger role or a bigger part, but he kind of cameos in these movies. I don't know if he's in all of them. Looks like he's definitely in the first couple, uh, at least. So, um, so yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, I, I, one day I want to get back to there was that Merlin TV series, which which was kind of you know low budget, and and I watched the first season, season and a half or something of that. Uh, but I, but I kind of faded away from it and, and, and never went back. I, I, I should probably go back. I think it's on Amazon. I'm sure it's on one of the streaming services, uh, Netflix or Amazon or both or whatever, although they don't seem to overlap a ton. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. I, I did. I, I, I want to kind of – I got a, I got a few other things I want to watch first, but I'm going to watch another Mythica movie I think this week. That Dark Sport trailer in, in, intrigued me. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's a fun topic. There's a ton of this stuff and it's, it's, a it's, you know, literature, great fantasy books out there, which of course are just the budget of your imagination. And, and then you've got movies like this and there are also some TV shows that they've done, but not as many. Most, most TV haven't really been a lot of fantasy shows, fantasy TV shows. That's why it's always a shame to me when one comes around. Like, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about it or maybe didn't really whatever it wasn't their cup of tea, as they say. But that Legend of the Seeker series, in my mind, I mean, it's 10 years now ago that series was out. But I really loved that. And it wasn't super low budget. I mean, it looked amazing. That was a great looking show. I think it was filmed in New Zealand, I think. Uh, and yeah, I thought that that was great. Uh, they've, you know, there haven't been a ton of fantasy series. They don't really, what was the one that they just did? Oh gosh. It was just uh, a couple of years ago. I watched it. Oh, hang on one second. I got to look. Uh, yes, it was called, yeah, the Shannara Chronicles. <laughs> I know people didn't really care for it. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that show. Um, there's a bunch on Netflix too, Fate the Wink Saga that I have not watched. These are TV things. I'm, I was talking about this show. Maybe um, maybe a follow-up I should do as a podcast. This was about fantasy, lower-budget fantasy movies. Maybe I should do a uh, – I'll do a follow-up podcast maybe in a mo- couple months about fantasy TV shows. There are quite a few, Shadow and Bone. Uh, there's the His Dark Materials. Yeah, there's there's a lot actually. So that would probably be a good other topic. And we could even slide in not even, you know, we could talk about animated ones as well. If you throw that in there, there's um, there's a ton as well. All right. So um, we're about an hour of the show. I think that's a good good place to stop. Hope you guys enjoy this. It was a good topic. I, I think it was a lot of fun. I, you know, again, as a D&D player, oh, gosh, here, here's I'll I'll leave you with this. Back in the early days and, you know, when D&D was first around and painting little miniatures and, and getting together with my friends and my high school friends and playing D&D anyway, the, um, you know, just the, this is, I say the same thing about comic books and comic book films and TV shows now, just to imagine that we would get into a time and an age where we would have so much fantasy on TV and at movies and it looks amazing and some of it, you know, even the lower budget stuff would have been amazing to us back then. And and especially, you know, and the comic book films as well were just 
we're just in a golden, complete golden age of of this. And I always say it has a lot to do with, you know, people like me who grew up on on this stuff, then eventually, you know, made their way to Hollywood. And this is the kind of thing they love. And this is what they're making. It, it is stuff that's being like consumed now. I think there's a lot of uh, need for imaginative and, and escapism, whether it's comic book stuff or fantasy or sci-fi. I've always kind of maintained, <laughs> for the most part, most of the shows that I watch, most of the movies and the TV shows that I watch, all have uh, either a sci-fi or fantasy. There, there are exceptions. I, it's not all of it, but it's ninety-five percent of what I watch. Just because, to me, it's it's for entertainment and, and the the idea of um, what I want to sit down and watch in the evenings or whatever. I want something that's different and, and you know, an escape kind of and not about, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say even quote unquote reality TV because that's just either music competitions or or dating type shows or whatever. But, you know, I do watch the occasional police drama like I've, you know, but usually that has to do with like I'm watching The Rookie just because I like Nathan Fillion. I'll, I'll just watch him pretty much in anything he does and – um but um, but yeah, this is the kind of stuff I love. Obviously, I do this podcast, so you guys all know that. So, all right, I'm out of here. Have a good week, everyone. Enjoy the the um, the week. Hopefully, you're staying well, healthy, safe, and all that. Uh, next week should be a guest cast. I, I think I'm going to try to get Mark to do a guest spot next weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. Uh, next weekend, maybe a lot of new movie ads, uh, movie trailers. The rumor out there is that we're going to get Kenobi series maybe in May. Um, oh, by the way, if you hadn't heard, they're pushing the Orville season three season on Hulu. It's going to be on Hulu whenever it comes out. It was going to come out in March. Now they push it all the way to June. I think it's mostly to not compete too much with Picard that starts in March. But, I, I, you know, COVID obviously slowed them down. But I don't think it's just I don't think they can keep using COVID as an excuse. A lot of people will jockey around movie releases and TV show releases based on competition and other things. Not just I can't believe they just realized that the show isn't ready for March. Technically, like they announced that March date a while ago and should have known a while ago that it wasn't going to make it or was going to make that March date. And truthfully, post-production, COVID really, I mean, they stopped filming a while ago. COVID really shouldn't impact post-production a ton. Um, you know, not like filming the stuff should. Anyway, enough about that. But it's coming in June, and they did release on YouTube. If you like the Orville, definitely go check out. They released like the first few minutes of the first episode and the new uh, opening credit sequence. Oh my gosh, the first few minutes. I mean, it's just this special effects extravaganza of this big space battle. And uh, you don't really know what's going on. They just kind of throw you right into it. But um, yeah, it looks amazing. So, uh, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, the whole show's and episodes and season isn't going to be like that. But they sure pulled out all the stops to give us that little taste. That's for sure. So... Uh, all right, everyone, take it easy. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.
This has been a Rick Dosty Podcast production.